I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barbo, and it's a thrill to be here with you today. And you, Sandra. And you. <laughs> I always, I, this is always such a great way to start the day. And in fact, today's uh, topic is about kind of starting your day, don't you think? We're going to be talking about our nighttime dreams. And so it's like, what a better thing to have a cool dream and then to get to start the day with all of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, Renee and I uh, talked because um, this was a topic that uh, one of our wonderful um, participants in our circle, we like to we like to call our community, our circle, our global community coming together. And one of our community members asked us to talk about dreams. And um, I know that he's working with a teacher who teaches quite a bit on dreams. And um, I teach very, very differently. And I'm sure Renee has very, very different ways of working with dreams too. And, um, you know, for me, um, dreams are, are, are shamanic journeys. And there are people who actually do all their shamanic journeys uh, in their nighttime dreams. And they're always asking me, am I doing something wrong? And I go, no, you're a dreamer. That's how you get the information. But for some people, um, uh, they can they can just like in a journey where you direct yourself, you know, in a journey, you can't make up the power animal or teacher or helping spirit who you're working with. They pick you. Um, it's not part of your imagination, but you have control of how you walk in the non-ordinary world. You can make a choice to go to the lower world. You can make a choice to journey out to nature in the middle world. You can make a choice to journey to the upper world. And you can make a choice to journey closer to the plant that you want to meet. Or no, uh, this isn't an ally for me. I'm going to move right and keep looking. Or this is not an animal that's an ally for me. I'm going to keep looking. So you have control of your own actions in your journeys. You can't control the spirits. But what happens for a lot of people with dream work is there are people who dream like they do a shamanic journey and can direct their um, activities in the dream. And that's oftentimes called lucid dreaming. And then there's those of us who uh, our, our dreams were just um, whatever happens, <laughs> we're, we're witnessing them. And then we're like, what? I wonder what that meant, you know? And of course, as a teacher of journeying and direct revelation, it's always, well, if you want to know what your dream meant, journey to a helping spirit and ask for the interpretation. So, <laughs> yeah, that brings me to a point which I want to say right up front. I'm sure after this episode, there's going to be 25 comments below this about this is my dream. What does it mean? And I always tell, something I learned from Robert Moss one time I went to a dream workshop was this. If you're giving somebody some inspiration on what their dream means, always begin it with the words, if this were my dream. Because you don't have any insight in the other person's realm 
unless you're a dreamologist, right? Or, or you know, that like people, um, like I know Chris Doggett, who's done incredible amounts of dream work over the years. He's always here like, do you want me to help you get through that dream? And I'm thinking like, because I just take the basics of it. And there's just so many parts of it. Like he has you feel into each aspect of the dream beyond each person, but each aspect. And that's always really powerful work too, because we tend to not want to feel what was going on in the dream. We want to, we want the landscape to tell us everything we need to know. And yet there's so much more to it for me. And, and I'm one of those who just gets the dreams. And hopefully if I'm journaling, I write it down because I, or, or if I get a dream in the middle of the night, the winds love to wake me up in the middle of the night. And if I, the, I think I told, told you about this a few weeks ago, I didn't, I didn't want to get up in the middle of the night when the dream had something important to tell me. And five seconds later, a painting came crashing off the wall in the living room. <laughs> like it was such a loud thud that I'm there. What just happened? Did we have an earthquake? And, you know, lo and behold, I wrote down what the, what, what the winds were, you know, nattering me about in the middle of the night but my dreams are different than those kinds of revelations what about you well you know for me when i'm having a really big dream and big dreams are you know different than our usual night dreams big dreams really inform us they're they're really um special dreams that oftentimes change our path and my big dreams are like my shamanic journeys where I'm clairaudient. I'm incredibly clairaudient. And, and my big dreams are not where I ever see anything. It's where I get these unbelievable messages. And so in, in many of the books that I've written, when I say in a journey, I got this information, I actually, it was in a dream, I got this information. And, and in Medicine for the Earth, um, a, a dream where the Egyptian god Anubis came to me and shared with me that the missing piece of my um, uh, work to reverse environmental pollution using spiritual methods was transfiguration. And that one sentence, and then he was gone. That was it. He just dropped that on me and then he was gone. That changed, that changed my entire work for, um, you know, since 2000 and, and we're at uh, 2019 now. And I can't tell you how many experiences I've had like that where a spirit will come to me in a dream and whisper a message in my ear and it changes the course of my life for 10, 15, 20 years to come. So those big dreams don't always come often, but man, I just love them when they do. I'm sure. Well, that's, we have to write that down. We're supposed to talk about transfiguration, one of these, one of these shows. Um, and, and so I'm looking forward to that. I just, when you were talking, I, I was reminded about one of the most powerful dreams I had. I had just taken a new uh, homeopathic remedy and it was, they, they were dosing me to the animal kingdom because of my behavioral types of things that I would like just rare, you know, like, you know, I'm very cat-like and bear-like and, and um, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I, I was dreaming about um, being molested as a child. And there was this whole thing where, you know, the, the, the person there with me kept saying, 
who is it? Who molested you? Who? And I woke up in a scream about who it was. I literally was plastered to the back of my bed, you know, my heart palpitating at 4 a.m. And I was just unnerved. And I don't have, like, I get these experiences once every 10, like you said, that was in 2000. And that changed the course of my life because then I realized, you know, yeah, it was probably true that there, uh, there had been some sexual stuff that was inappropriate and, but that it was time to deal with it. It was time to heal it. Not that I was going to linger in it, but it was time to heal it. And I did. Yeah. And, and, you know, that leads me to my excitement about talking about dreams um, because I mean, I love dreams and, and there are wonderful dream teachers out there where I really focus on working with dreams is on healing dreams um, because of, of what they've done for me in my own life. And, and one of the stories I share in just about every book I wrote and many authors share the same story and just my story and just about every book they wrote because it's so dramatic was um, back in the, um, the late 1970s, I had um, a very, very painful um, condition. And I was living in uh, San Francisco at the time, and I went to every specialist uh, that there was. And they told me that the way my body was, it was a condition I was going to have to live with for the rest of my life. And, and I just had to accept it. And it was so painful. And, and, you know, at first, people at work were very compassionate, and they they took over some of my work for me and my friends were compassionate and my partner was compassionate. But at some point, nobody, you know, it wasn't they didn't have compassion for my pain, but this was my life and they wanted to get on with their lives, you know. And so um, every night I went to sleep and I swear I don't know how many weeks or months it took before <clears throat> I got this dream, but I asked for a dream to heal me from this condition. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked every night, I asked every night, I prayed every night, I didn't give up, persistence, 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 this is what I want to suggest to you, persistence. <laughs> and um, one night I had the most amazing dream. And I was in my living room, and um, this Native American man walked out from um, the couch, from behind the couch, and he was just gorgeous. He had really long black hair, and he was wearing a blue, blue jean shirt and, and blue jeans, and, and he had, you know, these radiant star-like eyes. And he took out this unearthly rattle. It was a color blue and made of materials that don't come from this planet Earth. And he said, you have a pain right here. And he pointed his rattle at where my pain was and rattled over it. And um, the pain disappeared and has never been back since the 1970s. And, you know, um, 
if we if we stay persistent and i can share many other dreams like that but um if we stay persistent and we ask and we ask and we ask um at some point uh healing comes through for us in a dream or a message comes through for us about our next step an herb to take or or uh, a therapy to try or or what the Ill a message about what the illness is about for you so dreams are a wonderful way to um work with healing your body mind and soul hmm. wow that's a that that's a powerful story and it kind of reminds me of when i was in uh, new mexico and the native showed up in my dream with the conch shell you know, blowing the smoke west and gave me very specific instructions. I, I was in a relationship that I didn't belong in, you know, that you need to let this go. You, you know, I mean, I was, it was more like a stern lecture, actually. Because <laughs> the pain was being self-generated by my bad choices. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and, and so that the, the, those come in, I think you just said it persistence is that we want everything now we right. we are that we i've decided we're two things we're the free culture and the now culture the free culture is is there we want everything for free and we want it now <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> we are definitely moving there aren't we <laughs> i know it's like well you know the only thing that's free is if you go outside and walk in nature and and you'll get all the wind wisdom you need um, so the so so tell people uh, how would you start to tell teach people to start to interpret their own dreams? Is there like a formula you have? I don't have a formula, but again, I like to use direct revelation. And so, um, one way that I work is take your dream to your helping spirits and and ask your helping spirits to. Um, help you with the interpretation of the meaning. Um, I also work with, and we might lead an exercise on this to end, I also work with uh, telling people to go to the land of dreams, um, where there's a mistress or a master and of dreams and share with them about your dream and, and they might actually uh, play out the entire dream for you and step by step show you the different aspects of what the dream was trying to bring into your life. And of course, the, tri the tricky thing about a lot of the dreams I have is they're oftentimes kind of prophetic and so, the timing um, it, it gets really interesting because just like journeys, dreams are very outside of time too. I have a question. I know that in your earlier life, you know, I'm, this isn't an interview, but I just it brought up a question that I, I know when um, that Michael Harner always wanted to map the other worlds. So I'm just curious. In all of that that time, do you think that are there places where the dreams live? Are they like? They're not lower world or where do dreams, where, what is the domain of the dream, Sandra? Well, that's a really good question. That would be, that would be a great journey to do. What I started to, I thought I learned this in a workshop was to journey to the land of dreams. And 
And so I started teaching people way over 20 years ago to journey to the land of dreams. And then everybody kept on saying, where did you get that from? Well, I go, well, I thought I learned it somewhere. And they go, I never heard, nobody ever heard of it. None of my teachers ever heard of it. And so it must have come to me in a dream. And so (laughs) I don't know where dreams live, but I do have taken people to the land of dreams. And I tell people, I really don't know if the land of dreams for you is in the lower, the middle, or the upper world. Just set your intention to go to the land of dreams. And there's a lot that you can learn there about dreams, about interpretations of dreams, how to use dreams. It's a very rich territory. I guess that's a good question to throw out to everyone at home who's watching this with us is like, hey, uh, where, where are your dreams located? You know, and have you ever thought about it? And if you haven't thought about it, wow, what a, what a great thing to do is look, where, where do you go to that, get to that landscape of dreams? I mean, I think that that's a, a really curious question that I, and, and, and some of these questions are because I don't consider myself a really great dreamer. Like, I just don't, it's, it's not my, my thing, but when they come, I pay attention. Like I was saying last week that I had all of those dreams of snakes and, and Sandra suggested some, maybe some, that I might look to see what was transforming in my life. And um, so that's kind of the question that I have too, is like, what is transforming and how do I work with transformation? You know, because I, I what am I transforming to? I'm, pretty happy and stuff like that. So like, does this mean I'm going to get dismembered again? You know? (laughs) Well, not necessarily. You might be growing a new skin, you know, (laughs) right? a thicker skin. I'm going to need a thicker skin. (laughs) Maybe the dismemberment is over and it's time for you to, to grow a new skin, you know? So that's always a possibility. And um, I went through a period, I've gone through a few periods where I've just had these crazy nightmares and oh, I I can tell you some stories that would make your your hair stand up of going into actual different people's bodies um, while they're being um, tortured. And I've had unbelievable things happen to me where I've had a consult with experts and they started, oh my God, you went into that dimension. That's something I've only heard about. And, you know, I've just had an undisciplined nightlife where I've had to to learn, you know, I'm really, I'm really good with my journeys about being so disciplined, but in my dreams, it was like, I was just going to the wildest places and into dimensions I had no business stepping into. And so one of the things I started to work with, and this was actually given to me by um, a friend of mine, and it works so well, I still use it, is if I'm in a period of wild nightmares, I actually call in these fire keepers, and for me, they're huge. They're, they're like eight foot tall. And I have them uh, at every direction around me. And I see myself before I go to sleep, um, sleeping in a fire circle, and there's a fire burning. 
and the fire keepers, the guardians are, are standing around me and that changed. I, I, I don't really get nightmares anymore since I started uh, working in that particular way. It's been really interesting. Wow, I could see as you're talking about your, your fire keepers around you, it was just like you became eight foot tall too. It's just <laughs> like, don't mess with me, you know? And, and, and that's, I think we're talking about something that gives you know, like, um, you know, one of the children that I've been working with, I've given her permission to, to cord off her room or to say not tonight. I think that was a really wise thing um, an Ayurvedic teacher taught me once was that, Renee, you can say, hey, stop, I need a good night's rest. You know, right. you can actually ask before you go to bed, you know, tonight I want to dream. No, tonight I really, really need to sleep deep. And we forget that we're like really these multidimensional fire beings that have a little more access in, in, in to multiple, multiple realms the more we open up to this experience. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's amazing how many people um, write me and, and say, is it possible to get a soul retrieval in a dream or an extraction in a dream? And I say, absolutely. It happens to people all the time. And it does. I, I have thousands of case studies of people writing to me about getting soul retrievals, extraction, healing work um, in their dreams. And I, I work in a, in a very interesting way. And you have to get permission. This is a place you must get permission before you do this if you want to try it. Um, when I'm working with clients, sometimes I don't do this all the time. I'll say, can I send you a healing dream tonight? Mm. Can I send you a healing dream? And, um, and I, I, I'll admit I haven't had uh, real consistent results, but I've had some real miracles around this. And so I, it's always worth a try for me sometimes with certain clients. And when I'm guided to, to say, is it okay for me to send you a healing dream? Hmm. There's this, um, in the, you know, they're very short in Peru, but there's this woman, Donna Bernardina, who does dreams for you. And what she'll do is, you know, you have to be there because she'll come in, she'll tuck you in at night and she'll get you all ready for bed. And then she'll take a piece of, you know, some of your clothing or something. And then she'll go home and she'll dream with you at night. Wow. It's a very, very powerful experience, the time that it happened. I don't remember all of it, but the whole experience of being tucked in and how loving. So um, awesome if you're in Peru, get the chance to do that. It's really wonderful. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was really amazing. You know, there's just so, because, you know, a lot of what we've learned is we're, we're going back to learn it, but this is what she was brought up in her village what we were talking about children is that she was brought up that this was her work to do. And imagine when you just know that about yourself and you really start to work with that experience. So if you're a dreamer, absolutely go, go more into, you know, your work. And I'm looking forward to this exercise. We're, we're going to the dreamland. Yeah, I think so. Um, it wasn't our original plan, but <laughs> what I love about the show is Renee and I are, allow ourselves to be spontaneous and not work with a real roadmap. I thought that um, maybe there's a dream that you're wondering. I 
I don't know what this dream means. I had this dream and I've been dying to ask somebody for an interpretation or um, maybe you want to learn more about dreams. Maybe there isn't a dream on your mind. And so I'll do some drumming for you. And this journey, I've been leading this journey forever. Um, it's just about intention. It's just about intention. So your intention is that you want to journey to the land of dreams. You want to go to the land of dreams. For some people, it's in the lower world. For some people, it's in nature in the middle world. And for some people, they find themselves going to the upper world. So uh, your intention is always the fuel of your journey. So set an intention that you would like to go visit um, the land of dreams. And once you're in the land of dreams, you'll meet up with a mistress or a master of dreams in the land of dreams and either present to them a dream that you're stuck on interpreting and, and they need, you need help. And, and there are many different ways that they'll help you interpret. Or maybe you want to ask them about how to have more powerful dreams, or maybe you want to ask them a question about dreams. So again, the intention is to go to the land of dreams, meet up with uh, the mistress or master of the land of dreams and present your question and see what happens. We'll, we'll only have a few minutes to do this. This might be a journey that you might put on your favorite shamanic music at home at another time and do a much longer experience, but at least um, you get a start of something that you can continue after. So here we go. We're asking to go to the land of dreams to meet the mistress or master of dreams.
I know that this was a very short journey and uh, there was no way to get a wealth of information, but I just wanted to give you an example of a way to work on your own. And uh, you can put on your favorite shamanic music track and take as long as you want um, to learn more about the land of dreams. I was so inspired that I had to get out the rattle, the wind whistle, I put myself on mute. I was coming along and, and you know, again, I think it could be definitely, I'm gonna need a little more time with it. Cause I was being taken down a tunnel when I was asking, okay, where is the land of dreams? And I wasn't taken up and I wasn't taken down. And it felt like almost a parallel universe. So I'm gonna go back there and explore that. And I would love to hear what other people find when they're exploring where their land of dreams is too. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's an incredibly rich, rich place. And um, it's just been phenomenal what people have learned and been able to do by uh, working in the land of dreams. and. And you'll discover that there's uh, so much for you to learn about how to set an intention for a healing dream and, and maybe how to work a little bit um, on a deeper level with interpretations of dreams that maybe you didn't think had a lot of meaning, but then you realized that there was a lot more messages than you realized, or maybe you're having trouble with your dreams on some level and the mistress of master of dreams can give you some advice. And so, I, I'm sure that you can see that there's many, many ways that you can work with this territory. Absolutely. And I just sparked my whole imagination around this because don't ask me why, but it never occurred to me over the years to like go back and journey about what a dream was about because I always thought that that was the journey. So, you know, don't, if that's who have you been, don't feel like you've been slighted. I just learned this here today. So I keep learning here every week with you and, and I just love our conversations. Yeah, and I, I love um, I, I love the seeds that you plant. You always plant new seeds for me that, um, that I tend to <laughs> in very deep ways. <laughs> awesome. Well, we hope we were planting seeds for all of you and, you know, make sure that you join us over at the Shaman's cave if you want to be part of that online community and also if you want to receive this in your inbox go over to shamanstv.com and just sign up there and we have an email that just goes out with this information in it it's not used for anything else but just to get this into your inbox weekly yeah so thank you everyone and yes please visit shamanstv.com because we have all of our shows archived. And so you can listen to shows that you missed. You can listen to shows that like this, where we were only able to plant a little bit of seeds for you. And you might need to go back and review it and go a little bit deeper into, into your work. So thank you everyone. And thank you Renee for all the brilliance that you share with our circle. And aho. Uh -huh.